Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, everybody. Welcome in to Roosters on Olentangy River Road in Columbus, Ohio. Sad couple days in Columbus and around the Ohio State program. There's no way around it. We're going to start this week's show with Justin Zwick, Nicole Cox, Bobby Carpenter, Spencer Holbrook, I'm Austin Ward. Uh, remembering Dwayne Haskins, Simbo, he was one of the all-time greats in Ohio State history. There is no way around that fact either. He changed the course of Ohio State history, uh, certainly at quarterback in the last couple years, and nothing that's happened since 2018 would have been possible for Justin Fields or C.J. Stroud without Dwayne Haskins and one of the most remarkable seasons that any passer has ever had in Ohio State history. It's not fair to even just boil it down to just his on-field accomplishments because, uh, as Bobby, I'm sure, can attest here, and many others can as well, I wish Berm was here uh, dating back to his recruitment to talk about the person that he and I knew, Dwayne Haskins. A lot of people talk about his smile. I'll, I'll be uh, the thousandth person to do so. There was a, a mischievous sort of glint in his eye, an incredible amount of self-confidence that uh, never quite spilled over to that cocky level. Um, I'll never forget watching him play. I'll never forget getting to know him off the field. Uh, he was an incredible, growing into an incredible leader, maturing into a great man. It wasn't a process that happened overnight, as it doesn't for any of us, but watching him develop was one of the great treats of my professional career. Uh, Saturday kind of, boy, it, it hit hard for me, and I didn't even know him nearly as well as Paris Campbell or Terry McLaurin or Ryan Day. I can only imagine what they experienced on Saturday morning. Just based on my own experience, I was incredibly, incredibly sad. Uh, and it's a tragic event. Um, no one should have to deal with that. And Ohio State is, right now, they lost a legend. They did lose a legend. And you know, a guy who had an incredibly impactful, we'll start with the football element of it. And that's not really where you should start, but that's where most fans, that's, that's their relationship with them, watching him play. Mm-hmm. Watching what he did in 2017, come in against the Michigan in the Michigan game, and and put together an unbelievable performance for a guy who had never really played and was a virtual unknown, and started the season as the third team quarterback behind Joe Burrow and JT Barrett, and what he did there, and then ultimately the next year, the record-setting year that he had. Um, you think about how tumultuous that year was and that season, you know, with Urban and everything, and Ryan taking over for three games, and, and Dwayne was great. He was great. He was steady throughout all of it. Really, really impressive season, and it was awesome. I saw uh, is it Todd Yoder, the guy who James Yoder, James Yoder. <laughs> Michigan. It was honestly, a good, and it's this is one thing that can kind of unite, you know, college football and unite everybody. Is hey, like, and he met an unbelievable thing. Like as great as you know, we talk about him as a person, and we'll get to that in a minute. But it's like he really revolutionized the Big Ten as a passing offense, and something that Ohio State took them to the next level. They hadn't really been. You know, you know, when people thought about Urban as a spread and passing, it was a spread run. You know, Dwayne changed that. And if he doesn't have that good of a uh, season, I, you don't know if Ryan Day really gets that job. Right. Like, just 
all the tentacles that it impacts with how he was able to go play well. Ryan's the coordinator. Things go well. Urban steps aside. He comes in. You know, Fields comes in. He talks to Fields. Like, all these different things that happen in the chain of events simply because Dwayne Haskins chose to come here, the place where he always wanted to go. And that's rare for a kid outside of the state of Ohio to have a kid from Maryland, the D.C. area, you know, who grew up wanting to be a Buckeye and always dreamed of it. You know, and, and then on the personal side, like you know, a 24-year-old young man who just got married, his birthday's May 3rd, you know, and, and you're going to see, you know, it's his wife just, you know, that's where you go to the human element of it and understanding that you lost somebody who wasn't even 25 years old and they had their life in front of them. Um, you know, they'd just gotten married, they had friends, they had family, all these different people who enjoyed their company. Mm-hmm. And now they're tra- and tragically gone on one Saturday morning. And I get a text from one of my friends in the media like, hey, I'm asking him about the draft. He's like, call me. And he called. I was running around. We had some games and stuff. And we finally got on the phone at about you know, 1030. He's like, have you heard anything about this? I'm like, I have not. Like, this is unbelievable. Like, and he gave me some of the details that he had heard. But, I mean, it was like literally shocking sitting there trying to figure out and wrap my mind around you know losing a guy like that and a young man and a teammate to guys who are still on ohio state and yep. i mean it's i'm curious i know ryan probably is as well as well equipped to handle this as any other coach you you will find in college football no one's going to do it better you know given his you know commitment to mental health the things he's been through in his life um, and understanding that so i know that they're doing everything they can for the players, but it's hard. I mean, Justin and I have lost teammates. Yeah. You know, and whether you are currently playing with them or not, your mind instantly goes to all of the positive interactions, both on field and off, and thinking like, man, that's it's, it's a part of your memory, and that person's no longer here, and you wish you'd been able to just say, hey, like, especially when it's tragic and sudden that you never mm-hmm. you never had a chance to really say goodbye or tell them, you know, thanking them for everything that they've done for you. I'm sorry as I've sat there and talked for five minutes. No, no. That was very well put. It was. It's uh, just sad. You've seen the the videos, you know, when he was a young kid, you know, living out his dream, coming to Ohio State. I mean, what a a life. And, uh, you know, it just seemed like he was on the right track, you know, even in the professional levels where maybe it was a little shaky to start, but, you know, it seemed like he was – there in, in, in a great spot in his life, um, down there working out with his new teammates, you know, thinking he might have a shot to yeah. to go in and and be a you know be a star. I mean, gosh, it's just it's such a sad thing. And, you know, I was like Bob, I was doing stuff, and you know, get on my phone, forty text messages, yeah. and just like, you know, and it just man, it, you sit and just pause, and it's just like, what is happening, you know? And it's, it's such a sad, sad thing. Heart goes out to his family, his parents. I mean, you know, having a two year old, that's nothing. But I mean. Losing a child, that's got to be just something that uh, I... No parents no, ever have to No, it's no, 100%. So it's, it's, just, it's an incredibly uh, tight-knit family, and Dwayne was fiercely proud of his sister, her accomplishments, and he often wanted to talk about, you know, her success in acting more than his own. Um, it was a special family. I remember being around them at the Heisman in 2018, and uh, I, I, my heart goes out to them. It's unspeakably tragic for how close for anybody, but yes. uh, how close that Haskins family is. I kind of wish that Letterman Live existed in 2018 because with Dwayne's uh, 11-year-old video and talking mm-hmm. about being at Ohio State and Nicole's ability to evaluate smiles properly. <laughs> no, no doubt about it. Yeah. I, I, oh, really wish, I really wish that you had been around to, yeah. to talk about Dwayne Haskins with us. Nicole. I do too. I, I do too. I, um, it's just 
that around that time is when I really, I guess, started <laughs> paying attention to football. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he, you know, he was just so well liked by everyone around him. Everyone talked so highly of him. And what a dream come true to be, you know, to want to go to Ohio State at such a young age and to and to get there and the hard work it takes to get there. It says so much about his character. And this is just absolutely tragic. My heart just goes out to his family and all of his friends, his teammates. It's just, it's just awful. It's tough because this week is normal. I'm sorry. No, this fine. week is normal. It's the culmination of spring ball. You have the mm-hmm. coaches clinic mm-hmm. and all, all these different things. And now it, it's, this is going to really take the focus and it should, mm-hmm. not, oh, no, not that it shouldn't mm-hmm. by any stretch, but it's normally a very light <clears throat> and fun situation. Yeah. And now and I know Ohio state and Ryan will do a great job with it. However, tr- they choose to memorialize him and the tribute they have, but that's, that's going to be the tone now of this entire week, and it's it's imp- going to be impossible to break from that. And the coaches understand that; they get it. It's it's just this is going to be there, and it's and it's very real. Well, you know, times. I I wasn't around Dwayne, so you guys all have you know Bob. You can speak to it better than I can, Austin. You can, but to watch that 2017 Ohio State Michigan game and, and Dwayne really just not flinching at all, mm-hmm. and then the entire 2018 season, you know, the the cards he was dealt with, the defense that they had, and everything, and and the way that he just again, didn't flinch. And you saw the, the struggles in the NFL, goes on to, to Pittsburgh and really starts to work hard, and you just see that personality kind of take over. Mm-hmm. And it, it's fun to watch from afar. I can't imagine what, what how you guys perceived it and how you guys got to experience watching the way Dwayne handled himself and the way that he carried himself on and off the field. And, you know, the fir- when I heard the news, the first person I thought of was Paris Campbell. And, and you know, there's there's parents involved, there's siblings involved, there's family members, but the the relationship that Paris and Terry and Johnny and, and even like guys like Chris Olave mm-hmm. had with Dwayne, and you think about, you know, what those guys now have to, to go through as Paris is getting ready to start, you know, some off-season stuff, and now he's got to wrap his mind around this, and, and all of the, that goes into that, it, it really just makes you kind of sit back and, and think about think about everything, really. My... I, it's not, I guess, my biggest frustration, but it's incredibly disappointing to me the way that the story was initially presented by several people in the media. And I understand better than most that the, there's a job to be done and that sometimes you can make mistakes that you regret. But I don't understand the impulse when a human being has lost his life to focus on what may have been their lowest moments or disappointing mm-hmm. moments and and I don't mean that to pick solely on someone that I know in Dwayne Haskins. I, I learned this and felt this way 15, 20 years ago. I'll never forget the AP writer writing the obituary for Steve McNair. And the lead was the quarterback who came up short in Super what Bowl 34. Gosh, dog it. And like social media right? wasn't around, so this person, when they wrote it, mm-hmm. you know, I may have, I don't know how many people felt like me, but I was. I was horrified by it. I was a young journalist. I had no attachment to the Titans, no attachment to Steve McNair. But I'll never, ever forget reading that and thinking, this person was an NFL MVP. Dwayne Haskins was a Heisman Trophy finalist. He broke every single mm-hmm. season record mm-hmm. that Ohio State Plenty had. Plenty of stuff had. to lead into that with. He was also a first-round draft pick. Most people in the world can't ever dream of accomplishing what Dwayne Haskins did. Yeah. It's, to me... Uh, unforgivable is maybe not the right word. It is just wildly unprofessional. And I just think there's been, this has been going on now for years 
where Dwayne Haskins, I know that everyone is an athlete, and we talked about the battle with Joe Burrow on this show in January ahead of the Super Bowl, and we've talked about it a number of times. It's fine to appreciate what somebody did, and it's, you should definitely do that on the day that they die. Absolutely. And that's, you sat there and you referenced you know, the, the Gil Brand audio on NFL radio, which I read it and I thought it looked bad. And I'm like, and I thankfully had found the audio thinking that maybe it was just, there was a tone or something yeah. that was disconnected mm-hmm. to where I would ever hate to have someone read my words throughout the day and not understand the context of the yeah. tone of which I deliver them. Mostly not, on this show. Mostly on the show. I'm the king of that. It's something, <laughs> and I'm going to listen to this. I mean, Gil Brand's 90 years old and he probably shouldn't be on air and being asked about that stuff. Mm-hmm. But on the day of someone's passing, unless there's things in their life that directly led to that, that you feel the need to build in mm-hmm. to understand this, I don't understand why any of your on-field performances or this or the perception of you or any of those things, they matter What's at all. matter, yeah. I mean... It, if Osama it, bin Laden <clears throat> is dead and you're writing his obituary, it's okay to say that he was a terrorist and the mastermind Absolutely. And of unspeakable <laughs> yeah. tragedy. If you're virtually anybody else, yeah. you probably did something yeah. that touched someone's life yeah. or you achieved, if you have to write an obituary at this level, you've obviously accomplished something that you're at the forefront of the mind and in making national headlines. Dwayne Haskins, even if we're only talking about his on-field success and none of the rest, achieved so much more yeah. than virtually anybody has ever done in their life. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that that is beyond frustrating to me and I... I think on the show, I always try to bring the audience back and just say, let's remember, like, even though there are mistakes made, let's remember how old these kids are. Let's remember, like, this is college football. They've made it further than the majority, yep. you know? And so I think, you know, I just think of Dwayne Haskins, like, what an accomplished life that was cut way too short. Yep. Um And it's just so sad for anyone to ever see the negative in that because, I mean, there's just so much positive, so much positive overall. I always look like it's there's time and a place for things. Mm -hmm. And you know what? If you want to sit there and talk about Dwayne's career, you know his NFL career, not going probably as he would have liked. I think you could probably sit there and if you would have talked to him on Friday night, he may have said, "Hey, this isn't how I scripted it." Mm -hmm. Of course, yeah. But. That having any relationship to what happened on Saturday and the fact that it was even, you know, alluded to and brought up about different decisions he had made and maturity. I'm like, this has nothing to do with this, with, with what happened. It was sad. It was absolutely tragic. That is the story of this, not anything exactly. else. Mm-hmm. And like I said, there's a time we sit down in a month and talk about this and like, hey, you know, and maybe these decisions and that. Nick, you talk to other people maybe as a as a as a lesson for how to how to go about maybe your career, but nothing that he was doing in life. He wasn't living a life, much to the much to the confusion of Gil Brandt, to my knowledge, that was leading to his untimely demise. Mm-hmm. There are guys who I have played with who they have done things and they've mm-hmm. lived in a certain way where I'm like, if this happens, you could have foresaw that based upon things coming down the tracks. Mm-hmm. A guy deciding to leave early for the NFL is not that. Mm-hmm. That has nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. And that's just like you said, it just takes away, it subtracts from the unbelievable accomplishments and the fact that he has friends that are grieving, families, or fan bases, people that watched him and cheer for him and that know him in no other way no, in than the, what they see through their television, watching his smile, watching you know, he interacts with his teammates, what he was able to do on the field, and thinking, man, I'm glad that 
I cheer for a team that has this guy on it because he represents it so well. Mm -hmm. That is the story of it, not the other stuff, which I literally was like in disbelief and yeah. shock. Which it's I like think they're holding everybody, on to that. Yeah. And, oh. Go ahead, Nicole. No, I just think everybody, and I would hope in situations like that, I think everybody reading that feels the exact same way we all do. And then they the do. person, the journalist who wrote it is the person being judged. I mean, it's only making him look bad because it's just so, it's beyond disrespectful. Yes. And, um, and it's taking focus off of what the focus kind of should have be should have been on you know that day. Now we got people yelling at you know this journalist or that journalist. Like, well, let's focus on you know the man, mm -hmm. uh, you know that we just lost way way too soon, and uh, you know in his family, and not worry about all this other crap that almost feels like those people are holding on to that stuff in their head when they think Dwayne Haskins, and it's like they just blurted it out, you yeah. know, when his name came up, kind of thing. It's just not, not the right time or place. It's facts and family. That's what I was always told. When you write an obit, you talk about somebody's death, mm -hmm. like when it first happens, facts, get them right. Family, think about them. You mm -hmm. just, and, you know, you get the facts, that's fine. But you got you to gotta also think about the family and oh. the people that, that he touched. And to, to phrase it as, you know, Dwayne Haskins, somebody who struggled in the NFL has died and not <laughs> Dwayne Haskins, a record setter who, you know, galvanized uh, a Ohio State you know yeah. brotherhood mm -hmm. and and touched his entire family it it takes away from a lot of the conversation that should have been happening on Saturday and that is the life that he led and instead a lot of the oxygen was wasted yep. on chastising yeah. a, a person who this is not about mm -hmm. and what's great I mean everything that I've seen from rival fan bases and everything has been and reporters who cover other teams, you know, in the big tech, it's all been so amazingly positive. And they yeah. pointed out things that I didn't even think about, you know, with his impact and the Big Ten and different rivalries and whatever it was. So like that that's the that's the stuff I'm like, man, this is this is the best part about sports is that you can have a friendly hatred on the field, mm -hmm. but realize when, respect. when life gets in the way of that and there are real life situations and issues, that's when you bring it up and you put all those other things are just literally, it's like wax on a candle. That stuff just melts right off. Mm -hmm. And then you focus on the real issues at hand. And I think that the focus on the NFL success or lack of success, the narrative with Dwayne there, the incredible amount of attention and debate that has been spent, including here, on relitigating what happened in late 2017 and 2018 in the spring quarterback battle, has overshadowed and didn't allow for proper appreciation for what Dwayne Haskins had accomplished pre-Saturday that was already going on. And when I sat down to write on Saturday afternoon, and I, I could have done that all day, I didn't want to, but it was hard to narrow it down to one thing, uh, any one person's life. But I don't think that he is given the credit that's due for someone who authored the type of season that he did in 2018. Because... There really is no comparison for 2018 between Dwayne Haskins and Joe Burrow. There simply isn't. Look at the no one had ever done what Dwayne Haskins did in the Big Ten, not just at Ohio State, anywhere. I think he got snubbed, and I'm not just saying that because I know Dwayne Haskins in the Heisman Trophy race. I'll always go to bat. I think that the people that I cover, when they deserve an advocate, I'm happy to do that, and I will. Dwayne Haskins should have won the Heisman Trophy that year. He was that good. wasn't his fault what was happening on the other side of the football. Mm -hmm. All he could do was throw 15 more touchdowns <laughs> yeah, than anybody exactly. else in Ohio State history yeah. or for 1,500 more yards. Yeah. The things he did were overshadowed even while he was doing them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's unfortunate. But 
if there is any sort of silver lining in that regard, purely from the on-field perspective, I hope that people have a new appreciation or a better appreciation, or if they already had a great one, an enhanced appreciation for what Dwayne Haskins gave Ohio State. Mm -hmm. Because nothing that has happened in 2019 or 2020 or 2021 for Justin Fields or C.J. Stroud or Ryan Day or Paris Campbell or Johnny Dixon or Terry McLaurin, none of that would have ever been possible without Dwayne Haskins. And that's all I'm going to say about that. There's not an easy way to segue out of it. Actually, it was interesting that in the middle of last week, C.J. Stroud talked about Dwayne Haskins. Like, pretty wild that just several days before, you know, Dwayne mentoring the quarterbacks in that room, Justin doing the same thing, and C.J. now trying to do that. That's what this spring has been about for him. I think that'll be more important. That lesson will be driven home, and he is going to lead that team out on Saturday for the spring game. Everyone will be trying to pay tribute to number seven, and CJ's wearing number seven. I think more than ever, he'll be the guy that I want to watch for my Buckeye leave for Saturday's spring game. So one of the other things I, that just comes to my mind with that is the type of kid that he was. So Joe Burrows, Athens kid, Mr. Football, and you know, was playing pretty well in practice. And you look at those guys in the spring, I mean, it was yeah. – it was close. It was very tight. And I don't think Urban would have felt confident declaring a starter at that point in time. And so Joe had to leave. And I remember when Joe left. And I always like to, to gas these guys up a little bit, Austin. <laughs> I remember seeing you don't him in, say. Yeah. No. I remember that. seeing him in the summer. I said this to Garrett Wilson, and I brought this up at the Pro Day. Like, you know, you're the reason that all this happened with, with everything with Zach and Urban and ultimately, you know, Ryan Day. Like, you better be pretty darn good. I'm like, I told him on Pro Day, I was like, buddy, I think you, uh, I think you, you handled, you, you exceeded expectations. You lived up. You did. That was standard. Gonna, that was going to be tough. And I told Dwayne, I'm like, well, they chose you. I hope you prove them. I hope you prove them right. Right. And he just like looked at me. He's a confident dude. He's like, I got it. And like, you know, walk just just in pass. This wasn't like a big, some more big huge oration or anything like that. It was just literally like then passing. And he was that confident. He knew what he was about, and he knew how to operate. There's some of that in, in CJ as well. There is. So that'll be on display Saturday at noon. I don't know everything else that will go into the tribute, either just for this week or beyond. We're only two days removed from that, but there will be some of that in addition to some actual football on Saturday, Nicole. So as we as we move forward, what will you be looking for? I'm getting excited. <laughs> that football's starting back up, which is great. Um, well, don't get too excited. Just to be going away. Because we're about to lose it again for <laughs> I know, but it'll be here before we know it, guys. It will. I mean, it's already. Wishing away the summer already. Middle of April. Best part of Ohio. I know. I know. Um, not today. My goodness, no. outside. So, <laughs> yeah, definitely not today, the weather. Um, so, I, I mean... I'm excited. You know, I always get confused on the spring game. Just who gets to play for how much time, right. and it's just you know it's why a little you're confused because they just make it up. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> it's designed to confuse. Yeah. So I've been hearing things about Emeka Abuka that Ooh. I feel could be, and maybe he'll get some more playing time. Okay. Um, and so I'm anxious to see. I just hear he has a lot of talent, and so Nicole's nice got some new sources out. Uh, yeah. 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 But you know, well, why? the sources are here. You know, <laughs> it, they're here somewhere. You, you know, know why you like him the most? Um, why? Why would that be? Because he's having a wonderful great smile. Kid. He doesn't great smile kid. a lot. He's a, he's no, he's not kid. a smiler. He does not smile, but not a, not a big smiler. Great kid. He's a very nice kid, but he's wearing your boy's number. Uh, he, he transitioned I love it. in spring. Mm. Yeah. What was he before? 18? 12. 12. Now he's, now he's wearing just the deuce. I love it. Berm I has, love it. Berm has been caught a few times at practice taking pictures. Because he looks. They look. Look so Watch like them work, and you're like, 
Is that that is a lot? Very similar. Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's a mecca. So maybe the jersey is adding some confidence. There it is. You know, I think that could be part of it, but I. I think it's there's just a chance that we didn't get to see a lot of what he can do. So um, I'm anxious to see that. And on the other side of things, Jack Sawyer, um, he I, I hear, you know, from my sources, yep. that he is in the best shape that he has ever been. He's yep. gained a lot of weight. And wouldn't, you like somebody he's a local say, kid. wouldn't you like someone to say that about you, Nicole? No, I was just thinking about that. Yeah, <laughs> you're talking about Nicole, kids. She's in the best shape she's ever yes. <laughs> what oh, I put would on love a tw- that. Nicole, I thought you were talking about gaining Nicole, weight. I was like, put no. on 20 pounds in the offseason. Nicole had a fantastic offseason. <laughs> yeah. She was getting ready for the Buckeye I would crew. love to hear yeah. the best shape. <laughs> the best shape she's ever best been shape. in. Um, Playing with a lot of confidence. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Um, so I think, and Jack Sawyer, he's local and just, he's a great kid. I heard he goes to the Roosters in Pickerington. He does love it. He loves it. So yes, I'm not, I just, that's like just an extra special touch that is just so sweet. The love of Roosters just like means the world. So what does he order there? Um, I'm not sure what he orders, but I know he goes in there all the time. He grew up in Pickerington. So, um, it's right by Pick North High School. It's a great location. Yeah. It's really, really close. So. I, I just think that should be very interesting, especially after he was, you know, ejected from the game in the Rose Bowl, just to see him play Boy, again. I had forgotten about, forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. That game is like a complete blur to me. It seems forever so, ago. so drunk. Yeah. <laughs> I wish. Yeah. He was working so hard out there. He's, you know, I didn't have my, my Padres yeah. with me. So. He was doing everything out there. Yeah. Anyway. Whirlwind. We interrupted Nicole too many times. Yeah, no. Jack Sawyer and you guys, you're fine. I think so. That I'm just anxious to see all of them. It's yep. been it's been a while. <laughs> he had a, Jack Sawyer had the coming out party of last year's spring game, and mm-hmm. he was unblockable. We'll see. As Jay Z knows, <laughs> don't always uh, have a best feel for which offensive lineman might be in front of. Well, them. yeah, no mm-hmm. doubt about it. I, th- I think they'll do it a little differently, keeping some units together, though. Maybe you know, like back in the day, we split everybody up. You know, so it's a little different how they do things nowadays. <laughs> but uh, you know, I'm excited for the game. I, you got a bunch of guys that you're, you know, the whole secondary, you know, you run to see how those guys are flying around or how, how they're looking, how the defense is going to look, you know, what, what's different about it. Uh, that side of the ball is going to be fun to watch just to see um, everybody. Offensively, uh, of course, the quarterbacks are going to be great. Jaden Ballard, I want to see him get out there and get some, you know. You don't say. Yeah, That's a lot. You know, I, yeah. <laughs> I talked about him, you know. He was my guy during spring, so I'm excited to go out and see, see what he's able to do. Hopefully, you know, they – air it out a little bit and let him go showcase his speed and athleticism. Um, you know, gosh, Evan Pryor is one that I'm kind of, I want to see, I mean, yeah, I mean, everything I've kind of heard is he's been doing well. Now I know he has two guys in front of him, but you never know what's going to happen. You know, last year, some guys dealt with little dings here and there. So it's always good to have extra guys in the the backfield that you can throw in there and trust to, to get you some good yards. And, uh, then the, the the freshman quarterback, uh, you know, everybody started, Talking about him a little bit last week, uh, the other quarterbacks, anyways, and uh, interested to see what he is. I don't, I don't know. Is there a battle there between he's a really McCord nice and him yet, or it's not not there? I mean, you can tell it, it's so. It, everyone was throwing around the Joe Burrow comparison because that's what it was last year, right? Yeah. Last year was like the backup, and, and there, yeah, and there are a lot of them with Devin Brown. I think that they're fair to be made, but they go even further, and that's the day one when Joe Burrow stepped on campus and he's 165 pounds soaking wet and yeah. you can just tell that 
physically it may take a little bit longer for Devin Brown. Yeah. You, the the skills are there. The mm -hmm. arm talent is there. The confidence is there. He's going to be surrounded by the, the athletes and weapons to get it done and the coaches. Yeah. I don't have any sort of doubt about that. Yeah. But there's always just – too much attention on the newest guy in. Yeah, and it's for so sure. Hard. And that's how it is. And, you know, it's Kyle a new shiny toy. And it's not fair to yeah. Kyle McCord. Oh, 100%. Bobby and I were, were standing on the field on Wednesday when Kyle was wrapping up, and I'm telling you, if he was in, if Kyle McCord was anywhere else oh, yeah. but no. here. They'd be, mm -hmm. they'd be f elated to be him to be their starting <laughs> yeah. quarterback. Yeah. And I asked him even about his protection or maybe the, the – Porous, Lack thereof. Porous nature of it. And he's like, it, you know, it gives me a great opportunity to move in the pocket. I'm like, there, yeah, I'm working on, working on moving in the pocket here. This isn't like. <laughs> Bob's like, coach, coach, come on. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's like, are you mic'd up, Bob? I'm, I'm going to give you the answer that I would give. It's like, God, <laughs> yeah. I'm watching what you're watching. You can't even get to the second. It gives read. me a great opportunity to work my work my footwork in the pocket. That's really uh, what he yeah. said. <laughs> that's great. Like, I, mean, that's good. I mean, yeah, I saw an interview of his, you know, last week where he's talking about just how much better shape he's in with Mick and everything else. Uh, you know, I'm excited. I didn't know if when they started talking about them, Brown, if, yeah. if that was what they were trying to push. I know how that goes. Yeah, I mean, well, it. and that's the problem. He, we don't, we collectively in the Ohio State media don't get to see enough for the full picture. Mm -hmm. So the days like Student Appreciation Day, Devin Brown is out there with some threes and, and true freshmen, and he makes a couple really nice throws, and, he, yeah. and you see, wow, wow, that's it. But it's missing some of the context, which is the overall sure. body of work. And again, that's not a knock on Devin Brown. No. He is very, very talented. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But he's also, I mean, I don't know what he weighs right now, but I know that it's not enough to go play in the Big Ten. And get and broken in half. And that's not a problem either no. because he's an early enrollee. Yeah, he's a that's, senior in high school right now. There's a Heisman Trophy <laughs> finalist and another five-star ahead of him. Yeah. So We're going to be all right. It's okay. Yeah, exactly. It's okay. Yeah. It doesn't have to happen right now. No. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, that, it'll be fun to watch those guys spin it and – you know, just uh, get back in the shoe. It's always fun. Yeah. Get to the shoe and watch a little football. So, yeah. both, both of those quarterbacks are pretty good at towing the company line when it comes to, you know, it gives me a good chance to play in the pocket. And Devin Brown says all the right things. And, yeah. So, that's, that's awesome. But, you know, the spring game is got a lot. And then CJ dropped your head taken off. Dropped an F it. Uh, sometimes I'm going deep. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? Absolutely. Yeah. So you get a little bit of that mixed in, too. But uh, the spring game, I always think of as like a glorified seven on seven because the linemen are out there, but it's not really tackle as much. So you get to see a little bit of the secondary against the receivers. But I want to see, you mentioned him, Evan Pryor, who's a guy who I think can work out of the backfield in the receiving game, who can carry the ball, who will probably get a lot of touches in the spring game because you don't really want to risk Travion getting hurt. Mayan doesn't really need all those spring game reps. And so then you have Evan Pryor, who's healthy and looks like he's ready and is starting to come around. And the other guy, I guess, on the other side of the ball, I want, I want to see Denzel Burke. I want to see how he's uh, progressed. Because as the season went on last year, you start to see a couple little things that, like, okay, he need, still is a freshman. He needs to get better. Ryan Day talks about that year two leap all the time. I think Denzel Burke needs to make that year two leap. And I think he can. Those other corners around him need to as well with Jordan Hancock and J.K. Johnson. Those guys are in for a huge week to make that final push to really start to solidify themselves. And Burke's already solidified, but just to, to show, hey, we have made the progress from freshman year to the second year. Showers. Absolutely. Especially grow, with a grow. couple other guys getting in the portal last Been week, show, right? Yeah. Grow for a couple months. <clears throat> Got to grow out to show out. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, I could like schlegs this and take <laughs> let's just, you know, all let's of those young DBs, you know, the Hancocks of the world. Um, you know, Herbie? JK, Herbie, yeah. J.K. Johnson actually is a Herbie Hancock. Herbie. He was born tomorrow. That all, I mean, it's amazing. But, yeah, um, you know, uh, 
No, I can't even remember his first name. <laughs> it's just everybody's all it's him. I stink in mind. Jordan, Jordan you got Jordan Hancock, Jaquelin Johnson. Both those guys looked really good. You have Kai Stokes taking his stripe off. And like mm-hmm. that's part of the reason why you watched you know Legend Cavazos and mm-hmm. Bryson Shaw get into the portal because yep. you start to feel that pinch mm-hmm. from the top and the bottom and trying to get those reps. But a group that was like really you know, criticized heavily last year. The linebacker group. I mean, obviously you have Tommy and you have uh, Steele at the top, but those guys are good. They're like great springs. But I'm looking like the level below that. I was really excited to see C.J. Hicks, Gabe Powers, what those guys have been able to do. They've looked like they've moved well. And then you know, Reed Carrico is another guy who, you know, you heard Jim Knowles speak fondly of and what he's been able to do and getting reps out there and being able to get in the mix. And so these guys, like when they're given their chances, like this is big for some of those guys to stamp an impression especially if it's like your first spring after a season. You've been here for kind of a whole year and not just like your initial enrollee coming in mid-year mm-hmm. to like stamp like, hey, I've gotten physically bigger, I'm a little faster, I'm maturing, and I also can go and take what you've been giving me and go play in a pressure-ish environment and go out there and make some plays. If there's 50, 60, 70,000 people watching you, I mean, I haven't done it, but I'm sure that you two can say, well, you even, if, even if you know it's a practice, you know that that's pressure with people watching you. Well, that's, I mean, that's a daily. And it's good for them to practice that. It's, it's the Letterman like, Lounge is full this week. It's full yeah. in here. I mean, the, the mm-hmm. Legion's watching across the line, I mean, as well. Yeah. Um, Jordan Hancock, to me, is the most fascinating player. For, as, as Spencer said, I've had this. He sounds like me. I guess I must be rubbing off on him. I, I think these are seven-on-seven opportunities in the spring game. And I so I'll almost exclusively pay attention to the passing game and nothing that happens with the run game will matter yeah. to me. Uh, or even with, you know, Jack. So I've seen Noah Spence and Adolphus Washington have nine sacks in a spring game. Like, yeah. that doesn't even really make that much difference uh, to me, even though the, those, those guys are talented. They're going to make sacks no matter what. But Hancock, he's going to have some one-on-one opportunities to make a play, um, see how he delivers in the secondary in that pressure environment. And I think that Tanner McAllister is going to have an opportunity – he might just make a play here that says, hey, you know, Ohio State, am, Buckeye Nation, like, yeah. this is why I'm here. I, mm-hmm. I'm not just supposed to be yeah. a, a coach on the field. I can do some things. I've made plays. Yeah, I'm a player. Uh, yeah. For a top three defense nationally, and, and I'm starting in the nickel. You might want to get to know my name. I think that, that could happen on It Saturday. is a chance for them to have a chance to shine and really show people what they're capable of. Yeah. Big opportunity for them. Looking forward to that. Uh, you can come in here at – 10 30 or 11 on saturday and get ready yes and our food truck will be down Ooh. on campus too uh, hold on game. is that Uh-oh. the catering food truck uh-oh eric will we have chips uh and we're gonna have chips saturday on the food truck yeah no sorry, <laughs> sorry. i'm gonna be down there too dang it yeah I'm that out. we'll work on that we'll work on it we'll work on it hey, yeah. boy jay-z's sorry momentary Man, i got so ovation. excited i know that's, yeah. There we go. I, yeah. yeah I, I can get behind that. Yeah. It's just for Jay Z. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't throw a fit. I love them. But <laughs> oh, they are. They're so great. <laughs> Am I throwing fit? They're so great. You know what I will do <laughs> to get me over that? You're going to come, come in, in tomorrow for some $2 appetizers. Fried mushrooms. Fried Tell me more about mushrooms. Them. They are so delicious. Oh, your favorite. You oh, like- my 100%. <laughs> yeah. Favorite. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, I will be taking some home. That's how yeah. good they are. Okay. Uh, and I'll fight my mom and dad. Yeah. Those are two dollars. Who are babysitting? Two dollars, yes. For the mushrooms, yeah, they're delicious. Mm-hmm. And the roosters' food truck mm. will be down the street. Yeah, they'll be. It'll be right at St. John, so right across right. St. John. Ooh, perfect. Mm-hmm. And if you just want the full experience, come yeah. on in. It'll be on got, TV. Watch the game here, time. right? Yeah. Well, I don't know. It's more fun to be there. It's well, one hundred percent. Got to be in the shoe. Just come in and 
have your your brunch here. There you go. Yeah. Nice Stop by for a little draft or two, and then some wings. Whatever. I don't. A little pregame chicken Anything. bacon ranch sub. Yeah. Ooh, it's all good. Mm, it's all good. Don't miss it. That's Roosters. It's a fun casual joint. They bring you Letterman Live every single Monday. Nicole's gonna get out of here and get ready for a big. She's got to go talk to her sources and get ready for Saturday <laughs> for what we're going to see in the Ohio State spring game. We're going to come back with a little bit more Letterman Live. It's brought to you by Roosters. It's a fun, casual joint. Everybody knows that Roosters is a fun, casual joint, but the truth is it is so much more. It's a quick stop on the way home to sit back and unwind. It's a front row seat to the big game. It's a place where you will always find a friendly face and the home of wings so big you won't believe it. It's your family's other dinner table. So, yeah, we're a lot of things to a lot of people. Roosters, a fun, casual joint. Precision engineering. Rigorous attention to detail. A Bryant Evolution heating system is so well designed, it's as much of a joy to install as it is to use. Good to go. For the dealer nearest you, visit Bryant.com. All right, welcome back in for the second half of Letterman Live. is brought to you by Roosters. Spring game is Saturday. Putting a bow on all this. How much work goes into the last couple days? Are they intense, Bob? Are they starting to coast towards the finish line? What coaster, Bob? Yeah, coaster, Bob. So generally, like when we were in school, they changed. Like it's all about how your coach structures your practice schedule. Ohio State has the coaches <clears throat> clinic, and yeah. a lot of schools do this right before. So the you get, coaches clinic is amazing. Right? You bring everybody in; all the coaches are there. They all have their pullovers on. You know, it's like the coaching attire. They've got their mm-hmm. uniform, basically. You know, and they go there, and so it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, <clears throat> and so Friday, it's the day before the game. So you're you're gonna go hard, like as far as running, but they're not gonna. It's gonna be a shorter practice. They want to keep it crisp and keep it like not as physical. And so you're going to wear usually jerseys and everything else. And that's always been the case and always will be because you're not going to expect your guys like beat up on each other and go play any, you know, a game the next day. Yeah. We used to practice on the Thursday, and the coaches a lot. There would be a lot of them there Thursday. A lot of coaches come in. And we would do like kind of a real-ish practice then, like pads on, some like full thud periods, like some inside run and stuff like that to give the coaches like – an idea some, of some red it. meat. Yeah, they would like to see. And we also did, not to interrupt you, but we did our jersey scrimmage the Saturday before yes. the oh, spring game, which terrible. the jersey scrimmage was like the one that counts. The one that counts. Yeah. So, you know, that was the big one on Saturday. And then as you get closer, you know, Bob's Paper it. down. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, it's, and so this week now, since they just have the Friday practice, like Wednesday, they'll probably go at it a little bit. I bet it'll be heavy situational. They've put in a lot of the playbook. And with it right now, they're probably just going to work through and be like, okay, situationally, what do we, what have we not yeah. gone over? Is there some things we can work on? Some red zone, some third down, third and medium, long, short, whatever it is, like two minute stuff. Because yep. that's stuff that you really don't do a lot when you're installing like your general offense and defense. And so that's uh, that's the other element of that right there. Thank you so much. And so that's probably what they're going to be working on. I would imagine Wednesday. This will probably be a lighter week. You know, Ryan, I think, kind of loads it up, and last week was kind of the big week of everything they got in, and then kind of taper it down a little bit from there. Yeah, I mean, you're getting into the last week of spring. At this point in time, you're starting to probably think as a coach, 
uh, we're somewhat healthy now. Let's yeah, keep it that way. Right. You know, like the spring game is fun, but let's <laughs> get get it, get in and out of there without any more injuries or any anything happening. So, uh, you know, I think this week, like Bob said, we'll just yeah be be one of those where you're getting in, you're getting treatment from last week being a tough one, or you know, a scrimmage on Saturday, or whatever. And, yep. You know, just get ready to go well, and. And you start, you start getting beat up at some positions, yeah. too, and you start looking around, you're like, okay, we've yeah. got this guy who we, we really don't feel good about in there. You're maybe moving a guy from right guard to tackle mm-hmm. or flipping sides. You know, it's some, a lot of times I feel like you get DBs, you get nicked up, and so you've got guys in there who maybe wouldn't be and yeah. playing positions they're not familiar with, and you're just thinking, can we get through this yeah. without getting anyone else injured? That's, right. well, that's A lot of times older guys will sit out, too, so yeah. that, that makes the room smaller. You know, you're, you're trying to figure that out, and – you know, you got to play a whole game, or at least we did back in the day. So, you know, you have to find bodies to keep out there on the field. No, fortunately, it's not going to be a four-hour yeah. affair on Saturday. So would you guys say that, I guess, you know, we haven't been through this, but would you guys say the last week is like the push? You know, those guys who are still trying to, to make that too deep, those guys who are still trying to, to really make that, that leap, you know, be it a second-year guy, a third-year guy, a veteran who hasn't really been able to pan out. Yeah. Is, is last week the push, or do you guys still think well, that there's some of that this week? I think there was probably – here's the thing. Today was probably an atypical practice for what they thought it was going to be, mm-hmm. um, you know, given the passing of Situation, Dwight. Situation, yeah. So that's I, – I'm guessing that maybe you know, they probably dressed the team. They went out and still got some good work in, but maybe today and Wednesday. And then uh, it's always good if you can go out there in a, quote, pressurish situation. If you're a young guy who has never really played – and you can go out and perform well and perform admirably. So I think that that's a, a big piece of, hey, you go out in the spring game, you're a young dude, third-team guy. Can you come out here and go perform at a high level, make some plays under the lights? Like, it's never going to hurt your case. Yep. No, not at all. I mean, a lot of times these, that's the only chance these, some of these guys will have to play in, in the stadium in front of fans as well. So, you know, they're, they're going to want to go out and show out, and, you know, they're going to have people there in the stands. and. You know, it it can be a good push for somebody who's maybe trying to fight, but uh, it's just back in the day it was so weird. It's just so different. You know, back in the day they just split everybody up, and so it wasn't really like, what are you going to push? You know, I don't. <laughs> I, it's just strange, I guess. But I, uh, I liken it to this a little bit. Like in the NFL, everyone bases so much on the preseason games of like guys playing yeah. when the reality is most of the evaluation is done in okay, practice well, sure and so and especially if there's joint scrimmages it's like ryan has made competitive environments and situations and that's what most of this is going to come through not hey this guy had nine catches for a buck mm-hmm. 30 in the spring now you can watch guys go out there and move and run and like okay i think we have a chance <laughs> but they're not it, it usually the spring game would just reinforce a lot of what you already know with some of those guys yeah it doesn't i never use the spring game as all right well that's this depth chart is different than what I imagined. I think for the most part when Ohio State's already scrimmaged a couple times and gone live, you know, at the end of let's say student appreciation day, all those things had added up and then you saw the following Monday Legend Cavasos going into the transfer portal and Bryson Shaw going into the transfer portal. That depth chart there's a long way to go. Mm-hmm. There's still a full August, a full training camp where those changes can be made, but enough pieces had started to come into place where hey, you knew Bryson shot. Well, here's here's Ronnie Hickman. Here comes Josh Proctor. Here's Court Williams. I'm not sure. You know, Kai Stokes is coming. He just got his black stripe off. You know, I, Bryson Shaw was never going to start for this team. But then you start to wonder what's coming behind. All right. Well, you can notice who's starting to get some reps and who Ohio State sees something in that they might want to push through. Legend Cavazos was already feeling that squeeze at cornerback. Jordan Hancock and J.K. Johnson are coming on. Cam Brown and Denzel Burke are back. He's in the middle of that. Well, maybe I'll try nickel. Tanner McAllister and Cameron Martinez are right there, and you're 
you're no by, better than third in that part of the depth mm -hmm. chart. So that stuff has, has already become pretty clear. And just for those two examples right there, that's why what happened last week is not a surprise to anybody at Ohio State. And there's nothing wrong with the decisions those two made to go leave. Like, it makes sense. And Ohio State's over the scholarship numbers. And those guys, I think Legend had his best offseason since he's been here. He played well. And I brought his name up a number of times. I mm -hmm. thought he was – he was clearly more invested in trying to make it work this spring than he ever had been before. What Bryson Shaw did as a starter last year when he wasn't even remotely ready for that role, I think was really admirable. Yep. And he could help somebody. It wasn't going to be Ohio State. Mm -hmm. but he could still play somewhere. He had gotten significantly better <laughs> through last year. And everyone wants to criticize how bad. bad I mean, Josh Parker got hurt, and they're like, you're in. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like, hey, <laughs> you're going to go play, play in Oregon. <laughs> and you're probably not ready to play, but we're going to play you just simply because we have to. Yep. And so he did that. And like that, that's like you said, and he, he filled it. Bill. And he had a huge – if the game would have turned differently. Oh, boy. I would – the interception that Bryson Shaw had in the Michigan game to save that thing from another touchdown, like he gave them a chance. Yeah, he did. Gave them a chance. And if somehow they get the run stop and win that game, you would look at that. If I'm sitting up there, I'm like – yeah. Son of a gun. This guy who we thought we could go. He robbed it and he stole one from us at the goal line. Would have so, been a lot of stories written about Bryson. 100%. Yeah. And that doesn't mean he still wouldn't have transferred this year and it still would have been the same situation. So they're going to have probably, I'm guessing, 250 guys across the college football, maybe more, enter the portal in the last week and a half to week after spring ball simply as they begin to see like what mm -hmm. the writing on the wall looks like. When somebody asked me about that last week, like, is, is this it? Is Ohio State going to have more movement? Well, they have to. Like, mathematically, there's no choice. They are over the scholarship number. This was always going to be the case. How many are they over? Right now, it's, you know, basically three. It's fluid. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's fluid. It, it, it sort of depends on – never mind. Yeah, I would, fair enough. Uh, depends on your math. Yeah. <laughs> I think that they're closer to the number than – they know that they're going to be at the number. I'll yeah. just say that. Yeah, I mean, this, this stuff is going to work itself out, and it's not going to be a surprise, I don't believe. Now, I'll, I'll say that things can change. We've seen this 100%. the day after the spring game with Matthew Baldwin. I didn't think that was going to happen right then. But what happened with Jamison Williams? Jamison had had a great spring and then decided when it was over that uh, the role wasn't going to fit for him anymore. Yeah. And that's all that's fine, too. So I don't know of any surprises at this point. Those do occur, though, yeah. and they may well. I don't know. We'll see. But I think at this point, Ohio State's already got a handle for what that that yeah. amount of. Well, when you're recruiting the way they recruit, I mean, it just is the way it goes. It's the name of the game nowadays, right? I mean, you have so many athletes in those rooms, only so many can play. Yeah. And, you know, they want to get out there, and especially when you see what happened for guys like Joe Burrow, you know, uh, Jameson. Jameson. I mean, they went on to have great, you know, great years with their new school. So. It's a, it's a good opportunity for some kids who maybe aren't going to see the field here. Directly after the season, directly after the spring. It's like the new yeah. normal. You're just going to see guys at the portal. Free agency. You might see some, you know, at the beginning of August as guys, you know, maybe, but I highly doubt that that's going to become a, a bigger thing. It was only here last year. Right after the season, <laughs> right after the season, and then <laughs> right after the spring, yeah. you're really going to see that transfer portal fill up. And then, you know, in the summer, guys can start to make decisions, or in spring, guys can make decisions. But... Yeah, it's it's weird to think about, but that's kind of where we're at now. Yeah, I mean, it even spills into the year because even if you go through a training camp and think that your role is, yeah, we saw exactly what happened with Dallas Gant and uh, could have been happening for Marcus Williamson or Kevon Pope. Like, mm -hmm. it's what whole, exactly did happen with Kevon Pope? Uh, what what didn't happen with Kevon Pope? We ever find any video of that? 
<laughs> of what I watched. One, yes. of the, one of the wildest things. Austin just looks at me in the press box. Is, is he leaving the field? I think he's leaving. Was, you know what? But then Antonio I Brown said, did the same thing. So uh, I think he just quit the team. <laughs> I, that's what good I, company there. That was such a. It was a surreal moment. I was. I think. Interesting. Yeah. I think he just quit the team. Like I've never seen that happen before. Because um, it, it was unprecedented. Yeah, I guess. I guess it's my fault because there was no video of it. I, I just happened to be paying attention. As much as many pictures of dudes that Berm has, he couldn't have flipped <laughs> that over and got some video of it. <laughs> you know he. He's just more of a still photography guy. Mm. He doesn't like moving pictures. He's old school that way. Could have made a flip book of it. Yeah, well, <laughs> flip book. I, he would have needed that to stay occupied at jury duty again today. <laughs> I just hope he gets done with that. Like, you know, he's yeah, got spring He might end up being a professional juror. They're gonna, can you what, go, they, they can gonna you go pro? They're going to sequester him and keep him overnight? Hey, uh, so I come back next next week, same time? <laughs> I think <laughs> he would actually, one? I think he would love that. Like if they lunch? Yeah, bring him lunch in lunch every single day. They get, it, they get it some kind of per diem or something. He doesn't they? have to be on Twitter. I think he'd sign up for that in a second. He'd miss his dudes, though. I he might, would. too. If you still get paid your salary just to go be on a jury every single day? I think it'd be fun. Oh, it would. You know what it really would do? It would depress you with America. That's the thing. Oh gosh, <laughs> this is this is what America really looks this like. This is what it would come. This down is to. what it is. Yeah, Jeez. that would be tough. I could have figured out about thirty off ramps uh, before we ultimately got to the situation <laughs> yeah. we're at now. But yet you chose yeah. to continually <laughs> bar- continue barreling ahead, despite the fact that it said road closed. You know, you're going to die. Do not keep going this way. You continue to make bad decisions. This will be a bad situation for you professionally, personally, whatever, and you choose to still go through with it. Like, why don't we get off one of these exits? You maybe, know? That would, maybe that would help me get a better feel for what is really going on in the world today. Because Good luck. you see all these guys going through court cases, and you're like, man, a rational human being, which I consider myself to be, and maybe, maybe I'm on a lower end of that spectrum. I, I don't know. I'd let you guys decide that. You can evaluate but I feel like I make rational human choices, and I see other people in situations, and I'm like, how could they have arrived at this conclusion? I don't understand. This is the answer given, they came the same, up with. given the same set of facts. Like, I think there's only one way to view this, yeah. and you chose something that I would have never even yeah, remotely no, considered. Yeah. <laughs> new, how did you do that? The new, the new saying I've adopted is some people have really bad luck with thinking. Yeah. I mean, rational thoughts, they escape some people. Apparently. Listen, and that's what Berm's going to get to experience. <laughs> the American population that's, at its finest. That's fine. I hope he writes about his experience uh, for me so I can learn from it secondhand. At he should. I mean, that would be remarkable if he could document this. He had some good stuff. My life is the juror. I'm sure he misses being able to just sit there and write about young dudes all day. So yeah. just do something else. Weird dudes. Weird dudes. Or yeah. dudettes. I don't know I, well, who's on these cases. But Berm, come back soon. Yeah. The show's just you, not buddy. weird enough without you. Uh, I'm sure he will be here next Monday as we break down the Ohio State spring game, the end of spring, uh, a celebration for everybody um, that's a part of the program and a celebration of life for Dwayne Haskins. We uh, continue to give our thoughts and prayers to uh, Dwayne Dwayne Haskins, his family, his friends, his teammates, coaches, everyone uh, who's had the pleasure of knowing him uh, and misses him dearly after what happened on Saturday. Uh, appreciate Nicole Cox for letting us have a moment to talk about that in here at Roosters on Letterman Live. He's Jay-Z. That's Bob. He's Chives. I'm Austin Ward. This has been Letterman Live. It's brought to you by Roosters, a fun casual joint. Enjoy the spring game. We will see you next week. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.